Welcome back to the Four Hauntsmen. We're here, pre-Halloween podcast edition. We've already talked about everything there is to possibly talk about with Halloween Horror Nights, but yet we're going to find some more stuff to talk about Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> so, with that said, we're here with Drew. Hello. Paul. Hello. Nathan. That is me. All right. I think uh, <laughs> I think everybody that's um, gone to Halloween Horror Nights or everybody that was planning to go to Halloween Horror Nights at this point is probably already gone, um, except for the incredible crowds that swelled around the event last week when Hell Week started. Um, this year, we have one final full weekend, or actually a, a series of days that start tomorrow. We're recording this. Disclosure, today's Tuesday, the 24th. Um, and Halloween Horror Nights is running Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Um, every day that ends in a Y this week is uh, basically Halloween Horror Nights. And it's been super packed. Um, but I anticipate um, that if you're going, you probably already know a good gist of about the, the event already. But we wanted to talk a little bit about maybe what we thought our favorite houses were, our favorite zones were, what we liked, disliked, thoughts for next year. Um, and just kind of put a bow on Halloween Horror Nights, um, 27 to, uh, 2017. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I thought this was going to be our all pizza fries episode. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I could go for some pizza fries right now. Uh, Am I the only one that had them? It, I had them. Yeah, oh, I have too. It makes me almost like puke in my mouth thinking about them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Am I the only one that liked them then? <laughs> I like them, except the sauce is kind of gross. If it wasn't for the sauce, they'd be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they they need like a ragu sauce or something. They, they it's it's like Hans. That's, like, that's like Hans, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's Hans tomato paste, like out of a can. <laughs> Otherwise, it was uh, the pepperoni was pretty good, but no pizza I, fries. I, I never got oh. to have it, but I mean, you're not missing much. I know. It'd, probably, it'd probably be awesome if you made it at home with your own stuff, though. Yeah, I think I saw someone online put the recipe of how to well. Put the rest of it. Four <laughs> ingredients. Fries, cheese, sauce, pepperoni. It's a tough one. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd be able to pinch crack, of crack salt. How did you do it? But the secret ingredient is love. Exactly. It's parsley. <laughs> the fact that they have a combo of it that comes with a milkshake is just like uh, you're, you're asking to spend the entire night in the bathroom. Yeah. It's funny. When I got it, the milkshake machine was down. So... Their substitute was a cup of soda. It seems <laughs> like they're making out on the deal when you think like milkshake yeah, is probably $2 more. Yeah. But good times, good times. The other piece that was good um, food-wise, if you're on food, the, the I did find those drinks finally um, like a week or so ago that were non-alcoholic, like the uh, pumpkin pie drink or pumpkin spice drink and the uh, s'mores and the candy corn and the s'mores was really good. So if you are going this weekend uh, or before yeah. the event ends, s'mores drink is pretty good. It's five bucks. I still haven't tried them. It's good. The like... mini donuts were amazing too, dude. Those were really good. Are those the one on the stick? Yeah, they're like they're basically like churro donuts. Like they're cin- cinnamon. They are fire. I um I like the alcoholic drink. The the one that was the mixture of both drinks. The only I I liked it a lot too. Surprisingly, I, I wish uh, the straws were the same size so that I could empty yeah. both sides equally. But other than that, 
it's I, it's a very inconvenient cup. It does not make any logistical sense other than no. for that drink. Like I use it at home in my bathroom. I use one side for the toothbrush and the other side for the toothpaste. That's the only logistical use for it. The, the, they won't give you the circle cup either. You know, like the round cup. So it's for beer. The, the mm-hmm. like the beer blinky cup. And by the way, I saw yet another blinky cup style. Um, this last Sunday when I went to the park, they had a third Halloween Horror Nights type of blinky cup that was kind of like um, an hourglass. Um, but uh, they won't give you the round cup for the mixed drink, even though I pleaded with them that like, who the hell needs this square thing? Um, the the purple drink was really good. It legit is like cough medicine in a cup. I'm pretty sure they just like found it's a, a flaming mo, Kyle. That's, yeah. yeah, that's not on fire. <laughs> they've, they've weaponized uh, Dimatap and <laughs> have put it in this thing. But it it it, it also, I mean, I, I'm not sure which is worse for your stomach, the pizza fries or that purple drink. So <laughs> I, we, I downed one of the purple drinks before Bill and Ted last week, and I. I I was looking for a way to be able to escape mid-show. They don't have a special beer this year, do they? Mm, the pumpkin beer this year is Shipyard. Usually, Shipyard. it's uh, what's uh, Florida Brewery or Florida Beer Company makes their pumpkin for the last few years, but not this year. Hmm. Why give the people what they want? Beer. Well, you know, I want to know what's going to happen to all those boxes of uh, heart-shaped shot glasses or whatever they were. Or no, those those were Jello shots, right? The heart-shaped. Oh, uh, those hearts, yeah. I mean, yeah. that I did want that drink. I did. I mean, they're, they it was canceled like the day before. So those they have boxes of empty hearts sitting somewhere waiting on some usage. <laughs> it's going to be for the Universal um, the, end of the year garage sale at the. Yeah, the oh, no, no, no. They're gonna <laughs> they'll put it in the prop shop. Yeah, they're going to glue them all together and sell it for $900 in the prop shop and write something stupid on it like, hey, Shining Maze, $900. Oh, my God. They only made two and I bought one. <laughs> It'll be for the Potter Christmas. <laughs> what are all these Michael stickers on the back? Oh. <laughs> so um, things that we did like, um, and I know we, we touched on this a little bit last week, favorite houses. Drew, I'll let you go first. <laughs> no. uh, I, my favorite is uh, a tribute to all Blumhouse movies, but mostly Insidious. <laughs> Which, uh... I mean, let, let me let me preface by saying it's my favorite, but I don't think it's the best. I think yes, the, best, the, best house, the best house is Scarecrow. Probably. Yeah. But I do enjoy um, Blumsidious quite a bit. Blumsidious. Nathan. I mean, oh sorry, the jokes write themselves. The jokes write themselves at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, my last experience of going to Horror Nights actually kind of revolved around Blumhouse because we stood out in front of the uh, entrance for it for about what forty five minutes because someone passed out inside or the lights came on. I don't remember. We didn't get to go in it. Whose stupid idea was it to go in that house? I think that was yours. Because <laughs> for some reason we started off what was it, American Horror Story. We waited forever to get in that with Express, and then Blumhouse, and then just for the you know triple threat, let's go on the Hive. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> He's like the three worst mazes here. But yeah, those are yeah. those are those are the three favorite mazes of mine. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> is this yeah, how you're it... funny? The movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, we did get stuck in the Blumhouse queue. The, the last couple of times that I've wanted to go into that house, because um, I want to give it a fair shake at the end, um, it's like it seems to be the consistent house that there's problems in, you know. And um, when we got stuck last week, um, as Nathan was saying, like, the, we, you know, by the they've added this wonderful new projector four weeks into the event that shows pretty cool graphics on the side of the exterior of the building four weeks into the event. Um, and uh, the projector was kind enough to shine in our faces for 45 minutes while we were stuck waiting for paramedics because you couldn't get off the line at that point. Yeah. We were trapped at that point. We were about 20 people back from getting in. You couldn't exit through the, the front because it was going to house, and we had to wait for the entire line to be evac'd. It was good times. Made me love the house even more. I'll still say Scarecrow is my favorite, though, overall. Yeah, I think Scarecrow is um, definitely um, my favorite house. I went back and forth with that and Fallen. I think Fallen has... Uh, Fallen um, in quality. Yeah, I think, I think Fallen has, has fallen victim to um, mid-to-end run of Halloween Horror Nights, like we see every year, where scare actors bail on the event. Um, they're well deep into fire crew that are trying to plug holes in the house, um, and you go through and there's, um, you know, half the people are in spots. And I think, you know, you find half the people that are into the scaring part at this point, too. It's it's not the same. And I think maybe this is like a lesson learned for people if they're coming to the event on an annual basis. When you get towards the end, like the very tail end of the event, you typically are not getting the same level, I, I think, scare quality as you are the like the first two weeks. I don't know. I think it's a mix, right? I mean, when I went, because I've only been the first weekend, but when I went, not everything was ready. But unfortunately, yeah. by the end of the event, then you're losing actors. So it's you, you got to go in that sweet spot like three weeks in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when vampire teeth show up or Jack's wigs make their way out of the manufacturer or, you know, whatever mask they're using already. Um, never, none of this stuff ever seems to be ready the first couple weeks. And then, um, you know, by the time stuff shows up, um, the stuff that, it, that it's showing up for, the people that are showing up for are not there anymore. It's like a $900 Scarecrow bust in the prop shop <laughs> <laughs> that I'm sure they totally planned on. <laughs> so, Colin, Paul, what is your favorite house, Paul? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to mirror the other two guys. Well, I don't know. Uh uh, Drew, Drew, I think stuck with uh, Blumhouse, but I'm I'm gonna go with Scarecrow. Um, you know, I I would say out of my ex- I, I hit every house twice except Ash versus Evil Dead, at least twice except Ash versus Evil Dead, because <laughs> I I just didn't think it was worth the walk. Horrible. Um, but I I think for I think for me Scarecrow Scarecrow was the Scare scariest. House. Scare house. Scare house. Scare house. Just combine it. Um, I think Scarecrow was my, was the scariest. I th- I liked the theming on it. Um, I I thought it was a really well done house. So that that is uh, that's what I'm going with. Uh, you know, it's funny. No one mentions Dead Waters anymore. Like everyone talked about it opening weekend, and now like no one talks about it anymore. If it wasn't for the facade, no one would really care about it. Yeah. I mean, nice. it's it's a it's a it's it's a good house, but it's not a, a great house. It's really life. short. Yeah. So, Kyle, how about you? Uh, Scarecrow, Scarecrow for sure. And, and I think, you know, one of the things um, 
you know, when you want to go a little deep here, every year um, Universal kind of has these awards for the folks that are, um, you know, in the positions of, of scare acting, whether it's the streets or it's the houses, and they have like the house of the year or the, the streets of the year, and they also do for each week, you know. So um, I have not kept up every week to see which houses and zones are winning. I did for like the first couple weeks. Uh, but I'm curious to see what comes out from Universal, from their own operations team, to say what's the house of the year this year. You know, because they typically, I think, will go with, um, you know, the the uh, IP property or you know, kind of like their their shiny that they're happy with. I mean, but I, I think that any house outside of Scarecrow winning house of the year this year is um, Highway Robbery. I would agree. I think everyone consistently. Um, at least on social media, give Scarecrow the uh, the house of the year. Except for three out of four podcasters give Scarecrow house of the year. Well, Drew said he thinks it's the best. Not oh, fair, fair. <laughs> Wait, what? Not his favorite. Scarecrow. Yeah, I mean, it, it's from top to bottom, I think it's the best house. Yeah. But, I mean, I think, you know, like if you look back every year when I go, it seems like other than uh, 25, when monsters and mayhem was around every year like an eyepiece is seemingly my favorite house i think it's easier to like i relate to it more you know like it's something i've i've grown to love kind of thing so and i think that's part of like you know it's universal studios it's movies you know ride the movies all that crap so i do enjoy being able to like walk through some of my favorite movies so maybe that's part of it but and there's also we have a friend in inside of that house and it makes it very fun every time we go through but even before that i was a fan of the house so and a bagul to you. <laughs> I, but they definitely definitely missed the opportunity not having Happy Death Day in there instead of the purge. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Somebody somebody whiffed at the plate. Yeah. Could have had the number yeah. one movie in America in your house. Yeah, but not for the first three. I guess on the other hand, to be devil's advocate, like it could be like the, a Dracula situation where everybody hates the movie and you get stuck with this property that's not out well, for At least it would have only been like two small rooms, you know, like it wouldn't have been that yeah. big of a deal. You know, it's and it's it's like the same thing for Saw. Like they have the Jigsaw house at the very, you know, the room at the very end. I mean, that movie looks like it's going to get trashed beyond belief. Yeah. So, you know, I'd like to see that room more too, but they rush you through it so quick. I can't even see what's in the thing. I mean, there's literally nothing in it. It's just like a wide open room. (laughs) Like it's so bad. (laughs) You know, Drew makes a point. You know, so obviously, um, what got put. Where, where the purge is in Blumhouse was supposed to be something else. Then it became the purge. It would have been pretty easy to turn that area of the house into a frat party, like in the like in Happy Death Day. I mean, mm-hmm. well, pretty darn easy to turn that into to, to that that frat party scene or her birthday party scene from the movie, and just have the you know, you know, the killer there. The easiest thing, the easiest thing they could have done, and because they did it in Hollywood, is like that room which they haven't in saw this year where it's like full of like the static figures of the pig pig saw and the, you know, and like a couple yeah, of them yeah. like, even if you didn't want to give any effort into sets, you could have just put black walls everywhere and did that. And just to include it, you know, like, cause big I, mean, baby I just watched, I just watched the movie today and I think they big baby mask is, is hella creepy. Like, and it was a really good movie too, in my opinion, but can you believe it? So the big baby head just completely, going down a road here like obviously the movie ended and i was like hey like i want to get that mask for halloween they, they don't mass market that mask yet like the only yeah. company that's putting those out is somebody hand making them on etsy 
Yeah, I don't think they out. anticipated it to be. That's. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they really anticipated the the hit that they got with it. That's kind of what I'm seeing with um. I'm trying to find a lot of Pennywise, you know, busts or wall hangers or model kits, and they're few and far between. The only ones that are really out there, um, they're selling. So these guys want like five to six hundred dollars for them. So. Yeah, I think Happy Death Day wasn't. I mean, they promoted it, but I don't know that they anticipated it being as big of a hit as it was. Agreed. Um, and I think they they were they were hopeful, but you know, it, it's it's it advert and advanced reviews of. Well, I wouldn't even say advanced reviews, but advanced word of it. I mean, I thought it looked stupid, um, but I was like, I oh, thought I'll it looked it awesome shot. in the commercials coming up. The trailer. I mean, the second you see it, I mean, I was like, this is this is the next scream. That's I. I you know, it's funny. I thought that today when I was watching it, there was a scene in that movie, and I was like, "Man, this reminds me of like Scream almost." You know, like yeah. Well, people are digging it, and you know, I I would be okay if they turned it into some kind of franchise. It's I don't know how they could, but without ruining it, you know, like uh, without giving it like some type of overarching mythology like they did with Final Destination, but I don't know. I'd I'd see a sequel. I enjoyed it. I saw it. So what's funny? And I'm I'm getting off topic, but I saw it at the Alamo, and the movie's mm. rated PG-13. But the Alamo, like the they they do all their pre-shows specific to the movies, and their pre-show was like rated R. And I'm like, I don't know, parents bringing their kids to see Happy Death Day, see an R-rated pre-show for a PG-13 movie. I thought it was interesting. That's what PG-13? do you mean by pre-show? So you know how you know when you go see a movie, the 20 minutes before the movie are like commercials for other movies or that type of thing. Yeah, at what the Alamo does um, is that there, and it's like a, a chain of theaters for those who are listening and aren't familiar with it. It's called the Alamo Draft House. They serve food. They have like most of them are have a pretty significant beer selection, that kind of thing. Hardcore about not using cell phones. They they will kick your ass out. But they also do specific pre shows to the movies. Like I don't know whose job it is, but someone's job is like for Happy Death Day. They did a they, they did a, the pre show um, the twenty minutes before the film is specific to the movie. So you know how they played that Coolio uh, song in the trailer for the movie. They had that Coolio music video. They had um, they had like the <laughs> history was, uh, of Groundhog Day. I, I, hate to, I, I hate to wreck your insane club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <street> <laughs> do you mean uh, do you mean uh, Mr. Fifty Cent, Curtis Jackson? Oh Is crap! Yes, Fifty Cent. Sorry, <laughs> they had the music video. They had the, the Fifty Cent music video. Wow. Um, yeah, they had the Fifty Cent music video. They had like a little documentary about the history of Groundhog Day. Um, they had like all sorts of stuff that tied into the movie in some way, shape, or form. And so, like, I'm seeing uh, Last Jedi there, not for my first showing, but um, the, when I saw Force Awakens there, maybe um, they show an Eminem video before that. They might. They might. Yeah, they show a Star Trek commercial. They show <laughs> miracles. <laughs> <laughs> but the, when I saw Force Awakens, it was all old Star Wars toy commercials and um, like, you know, stuff from like the 70s and 80s, like stuff you remember from kids, clips from cartoons and stuff. So I, it's cool. <laughs> but anyway, I totally got us off topic on Halloween Horror Nights, which is what we were talking about. Um, so you know, just... I, I did see Coolio just a couple of years ago after a, a lightning game. Like the, it's the most bizarre thing. I like, saw him in concert, like, last year. I don't know. It yeah. was, like, I Love the 90s or something. Yeah, he was playing out. Like, the Lightning have this alley outside of the arena in Tampa that they do, will do, like, pre-show type bands playing and stuff. But he legit was playing, like, out in the alleyway. Um, 
after a lightning game that I was like, it doesn't like too many people are interested in Coolio. <laughs> Probably a fair assessment. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so, so, zones for the year? Why don't you start yeah. us off? Huh? Why don't you start us off? Nathan? Oh, me? Uh, yeah, you. Who? What? You, Kyle. Frank? Oh, you me? always go last. Why don't you start us off? What was your favorite sound? Um, first of all, I'm going to say this, and I, you know, I know that we've had folks on the show that um, work uh, within Universal, and a lot of folks listen and watch the um, online YouTube content and stuff. But I have to say, this year, the zones—it's um, it, probably the worst crop of zones that I can think of that I've ever seen it at Halloween Horror Nights, um, and that's no. Um, no disrespect to the actors that are in the zones because I think that there's a, a chunk of actors that are are doing phenomenal job. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think that the best zone this year for me, scare wise, is the the clowns again. They they kill it. Um, and you know, my favorite zone to sit around and hang out in because it kind of feels like a little Nicky movie to me is the Festival of the Dead. I mean, it's everything that I would have imagined hell to kind of be as a heavy metal fan. You know, you've got, you know, I, I can listen to the fake Slipknot song, cover song in there. That's like from Kids Bop. Um, they play uh, Metallica. They play Dokken, you know, and um, when it, the zone is working well, um, there's a lot of scares to be had. I think the last couple of weeks that I've gone through there, though, um, I've seen a, a bunch of fire crew people in spots in that zone, too. Um, so, um, I really think it was actor dependent. I really like the bone character or bones, bone daddy. Um, he, the, the, I think that the, the zone is a lot of fun with the interactions with those guys. Um, and you know, Paul and I spoke about this, um, offline, you know, as far as trying to tie the zone together, cause everyone's like, what the hell is the zone is about? Like they still don't understand it other than stripper zone or something, you know, like people have that connotation. If you wait outside before the, the event starts and the gates are closed, um, they have this whole spiel that, that goes over. It's like Bones talking to people and saying, like, you know, I've requested your soul and you're going to come in here and I'm gonna, we're going to collect it and blah, blah, blah. There's a whole story, but you can't hear a single word above the crowd that's outside. And then when you're in that zone, they stop the music after a while, too, and he says the spiel. And sometimes he's, you know, he sits in the middle and he laughs like he's laughing along to the the words that are going and you know there's a whole there's a whole thing there that's telling you the story but it's it's not executed very well at all but out of all of the zones that are perhaps not executed as well as originally intended i'd say that that's my favorite the most beautiful obviously trick-or-treat anything that i think you put in that central park area always looks amazing this year they're not going to park with trick-or-treat but my favorite is um, festival of the deadliest paul I'm going to go with trick-or-treat on mine. Um, you know, I, I, I have only seen the Festival of the Deadliest that was incomplete um, after the hurricane damage, so I didn't see any of the props or anything like that um, mm -hmm. opening weekend. So um, from my opening weekend-only experience, uh, for me, trick-or-treat was uh, far and away. Uh, it was the most complete, cohesive um, scare zone for that opening weekend because even invasion you know that was dealt with some damage and 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 things like that uh but trick-or-treat it seems like it has been largely unchanged since that opening weekend so i'm going with that one 
All right. Nathan? Uh, if I have to answer this, <laughs> I guess the only thing I like about Trick or Treat is the pumpkins. I mean, you take away those pumpkins, it's just like the rest of them. It's just, you know, useless, nothing there, nothing happening. But going through the music and the pumpkins, I mean, like I said before, to me, it could be anything. Um, that festival, the deadliest, uh, the last time me and you went through, I mean, if that's a interpretation of hell, I don't want to go there anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't need pregnant women with, like, stuff written on their stomach. and It says, get out, or let me out, or something. I, I just, uh, that, the, the invasion one, the picture with, like, the dogs that shouldn't even be there. You're a horrible person for bringing your dog. I don't care what their purpose is. Um, the purge. They're all just, I, I just don't see these scare zones. And, you know, I, I joke about it when people are like, oh, what do you think of a scare zone? I'm like, oh, they're here. They're, they finally got them this year, but really they're just non existent to me. So if I had to pick one, it'd be uh, trick or treat based primarily off the pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the atmosphere of trick or treat is unbeatable. You know, I, like the you know, like we were saying, the lights and the the pumpkins is awesome. I, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the movie. Like, I like it, and I think it's a perfect fit for that area. The only swing and a miss is that there was no school bus at the end of it. Um, and I've never actually seen the fire pumpkin go off personally. Uh. Um, but uh. Opening weekend festival was really rough. You know, when there was, I mean, I, there was no props really at all, but it's gotten a lot better. They didn't have uh, half of their costumes either. Yeah, it's it's been a night and day from the start. I I would probably put that as like my second favorite. Um, Invasion's cool. Purge is just kind of, it is what it is. The only one that's not that great is Alters. And I feel like the actors have begun to try a lot more recently, it seems like. So, I mean, it's definitely not like the best collection of zones, but Trick or Treat will always be one that kind of sticks in my head for a long time to come. I really like that one. I, You know, here's a thought on altars too, right? So I was really looking forward to that kind of being a selfie zone or, you know, at least because it's tough to work in that area. But um, you've put two actors that are amazing as Pablo in that area to scare. And the, the pig saw guy. It goes all out, you know, chasing people that are in the queue and stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. But it's kind of like, you know, putting Babe Ruth on the 1980s Expos, you know, or something where it, it's you have a you know a couple powerhouses that are, you know, trying to tip the favor of the zone in one way. But, it, you know, can you imagine if you put like MVP in festival every day and I missed the one day that he was there, you know, or had them, you know, in. The, the alien zone to actually like run out, you know, run after everybody. I think it's, you know, I, I don't know. I think it would be a different story. What's a Pablo from um, Ash versus Evil Dead? What's that? What's like that might be the biggest swing and a miss for an IP that I've ever seen. <laughs> like they've literally like we were joking because they keep moving up the sign that says like Ash vs. Evil Dead entrance this way. Like they keep moving it up closer and closer <laughs> to trick or treat. Like it's gotten to the point where it's just going to be like in the middle of the zone soon. Like, you know that Horror Nights is busy when there's over a 20 minute wait for Ash vs. Evil Dead. That was supposed to be my number one. 
it's it's it is one of my least favorite houses that they've ever done personally oh yeah i was uh i think the only other time i ever went on it was during the when i went on the vip tour and i was kicking and screaming the entire time it's it's not one of the worst houses but it's one of my least favorite for sure that they've ever done i watched the the tv shows and power watch them because of you the shows the show's good (laughs) Yeah, the show's the good. Payoff, the payoff wasn't there. No, the maze is just, I mean, I'm, whatever you can do with 30 minutes of prep, okay, there it is. But I just don't get it. None of it transitioned over to that maze at all. I agree. A lot of the key scenes, I mean, it's just kind of funny. Because you look at something like The Shining or these other IPs where they literally just take the scene put you in it and merge you in it you know steal the dialogue whatever i'm sorry borrow it and uh ash versus evil dead they just could not get any of the key moments in that show right at all like i'll say one thing about the house and then we'll move on because we've been going for too long but saw when it was there a couple of years ago, and it's still a problem to this day, is that Saw is a house that's very dependent on timing because it's got a lot of show scenes to it. You know, it's like if you miss it and you're just catching everyone resetting, like out of their traps, it's it's not good. The thing with Ash vs. Evil Dead is that house is the exact same way. It's very reliant on scenes, you know, like show scenes happening and like dialogue where the character will come out and actually mouth it. So if you miss everything. Nothing happens in that house. And even if you do catch everything, chances are you haven't seen the show and you're not going to like it anyway. It's it's one of my least favorite of all time. It is horrible. It almost seems like those two should have been at Hollow Scream instead because the Universal, they just movie through those lines. Like, um, you know, if they had cattle prods, they'd use them if they could. You don't have time to actually see everything in Saw. Like... Yeah. The scene where that girl's getting ripped apart, everyone just kind of wants to wait for it. And they're like, oh, keep moving, keep going. We're somewhere that actually paces everybody. Like, Hollow Scream, yeah, it could probably work better there. They really rush you through Saw, too, because the line just gets so long, you know? And it was funny because we joked, you know, before the event came that Saw is like an irrelevant IP. And I mean, I would guess that by, you know, your typical standard, it is. But I mean, they really, the line for it has just been tremendous every night. It's a location doesn't help for sure, but I mean, it's been, it's a home run for them. Who would have thunk? They have billboards for it. The new movie just looks just so incredibly bad. Is that this weekend? Does that come out? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yep. it's got to, right? Cause Halloween comes out, fr- comes out Friday. Seems kind of a bad move to release it the weekend before Halloween. Cause it's pretty much yeah, only got a shelf life of five days. It should have came out like last week or something. They just gotta make back their ten grand. They're done. <laughs> but if, if I remember right, typically all the Saw movies always release like that last weekend before Halloween. If I remember correctly, you know I have seen every Saw movie in the theaters like an idiot. <laughs> I stopped at three. Right? It became like a tradition with my brother to see every Saw movie in the theaters, and <sighs> ooh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I don't know that I can do this new one. It's not. Is it in three D? At least I I don't have to pay three D prices, do I? I think I think. I know it's in IMAX, which is hilarious. I am what? not doing IMAX. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's in, it's in IMAX. I do not know if it's in 3D. Oh, my God. Yeah. 3D. IMAX hurting, huh? 
<laughs> well, that Geostorm is an IMAX now for a week, oh, and then it becomes Jigsaw. Yeah, and then I think nothing until uh, Justice League, oh, so they well, got to get Thor, something in there. I'm sure Thor is an IMAX. Oh, yeah, good point. So everything is like a one-week release in IMAX now. Mm. I mean, uh, never. Mm. <laughs> so any thoughts for next year? What would, what would be the properties you want to see? Uh, I think I, – I don't know if – if something I want to see, but I, I'm assuming that they're going to have to find something big to replace. I mean, American Horror Story, they're not going to be able to do a mega house anymore. They're only going to have the one season to work with. Mm. Um, unless they do like a best of again. Oh, yep. Well, and oh, here's yeah. the thing. Have, I don't know if you guys have seen American Horror Story this year. I saw uh, one episode. But, you know, Isn't about like Charles Manson and stuff. It's about all sorts of weird, stupid stuff. But one of the main characters has a mask with penises all over it. So I'm not entirely <laughs> sure how that translates to a maze. But, um, yeah, good luck with that one. It's all about, you know, Trump and Hillary and all that kind of stuff. I think I don't know that that's a property that's going to work well translating this season to a maze next year. Not yeah, that that should be the show's priority, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a maze next year. I think if they, they do, it's going to be like a best of like hits, like what they did with the walking dead last year, where it's going to be like all the seasons condensed into one. Yeah. Maybe like they, when they jump out, like somebody could hit, they hit the trigger and their, their pre-recorded line is you are fake news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're honestly, if they're smart, they take all the profit they made off those pizza fries, cut a check to Warner <laughs> Brothers, and get it next year. Like See, that's just I want to. I no. wanted to go with that, but I think the ship will have sailed on it by next no, year. No, because I think it. They're gonna wait until the sequel comes out in what is it, twenty nineteen? Yeah. And they're gonna uh, and they're gonna and they're gonna mega house that now, which to me would make. If you didn't do it this year, you gotta wait until the sequel. Or you uh, can do it two years in a row. I think um, I think the one that they're really going to go after for next year is probably going to be Stranger Things. I think Stranger Things would be uh, a hit for them. I don't know future. how you can do that though. It would be it would be a mega draw. I mean, and you could have like waffles uh, for food in yes. the streets. I mean, come on, it's it's just waffle fries. Yeah, <laughs> waffle shots. <laughs> <laughs> waffle everything. But it's literally going to be the same thing jumping out at you every two seconds. Yeah, but I that's think, kind I of think, what. Well, most look at the, the Shining. Are. I mean, look at the Shining. You know, I mean, there's it's a lot of jacks and this and that, but it's iconic. People know it, and you know, it's it's very relevant nowadays. And I'm sure there's going to be another season coming out around this time next year. Oh yeah, I mean, you're going to so. have dumpster Demogorgon. You're going to have locker Demogorgon. <laughs> <laughs> Burnt Demogorgon. Yeah. One last Demogorgon. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I honestly I think, think Stranger think Things. If they the don't one. get it, it, it would. I understand it's not as easy as just getting it, but I think that is that's a license to print money for them. I think that'll yep. be a huge hit. Well, they're going. I mean, I went to Target the other day, and they have the rights now to sell the show on Blu-ray and all this exclusive merch. So yeah, it seems like they're venturing out. Mm-hmm. It would be a home run if you can get a show that's on freaking stars and try and market that. I'm pretty sure they can market a Netflix show. Well, hopefully, if they do do it, they actually watch the show this time. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Are there any other IPs that you guys can think of that you'd like to see next year? Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day, the especially co- if they fast-track a sequel to have it out in time for next year. Just yeah. give me The Conjuring, for the love of God. Um, what <laughs> comes out, I'm trying to think, next year, does the new Halloween come out? Yeah, it does, which yeah, it I does. assume will be a house next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blumhouse makes it too, so 
but even more so, I think it's going to happen. Is Venom? Well, it's a horror. It's a horror movie. It's an R-rated horror movie. Mm. Oh, yeah, they're going to do that, and they're going to do that terrible-looking <laughs> X-Men horror movie together at the same time. Dark Phoenix. Sweet. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Huh? I don't know. Yeah, I think Stranger Things be be there. Be huge. Huge. Yeah. It'd be tremendous. <laughs> I uh yeah I, I would that's that's my vote for next year and I, I gotta be honest I'm pretty sure everyone would probably jump on on that I so. I would like to see an icon back I know I say that every year and everyone says that every year but you know I I feel like that just helps unify the event a little bit more I felt like things were a little disjointed I felt like this year and this is and I enjoyed this year I will say I enjoyed this year on an overall basis I thought this year was a strong year I think. When you don't have a single unifying icon or theme, it just feels like a bunch of random stuff. Feels like Hollow Scream. It does. It feels like a bunch of random themes like don't, that don't really tie together in any way, shape, or form. I think we're waiting for thirty to see um, an icon be used. I think that's probably true. It's it's probably uh, not worth the money to to hire an actor and do that kind of stuff. And except for anniversary years. That's what sucks, because now you have all these icons, they can't get the work, so they have to go promote like these virtual races online. It's <laughs> <laughs> I mean Jack is running ten Ks. <laughs> it's hard to believe. I would have actually you know, I'm gonna throw this out there and I know it's not gonna happen because the whole thing's canned, but the dark universe. Yeah. I would have. I, I think if had had it been successful, we would have seen it. I'm surprised there wasn't a mummy maze this year. I mean, so was I. They had the props from Tomb of the Ancients. You know what I mean? Like they could have just kind yeah. of worked with it. But hey, I mean, whatever. I mean, why not do classic, you know, monsters again? Too? I, I mean, I say that every year. I mean, I, my problem is the two I want more than anything. I feel like they've already done multiple times in the past. Um, Universal or classic monsters, and also Hitchcock. Yeah, mainly like Psycho. The I mean, they can do the birds. They can do all those, but yeah. I just don't think the uh, fan base is really there for those. You know, for me, for what it's worth, and I'm just throwing this out there, and it's not a next year thing. It's just an all the time thing. I think they should convert Monsters Cafe into Scare Actor Dining with the classic Universal Monsters. Um, you know, they just spent money renovating that place. I think you know, with with minimal effort, you can get people to dress up as. Dracula, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, Bride of Frankenstein, and those kinds of creatures, you know, you, you charge your character dining price and you turn it into a character dining year-round experience. I, I'd pay to go to that. We had Igor. <laughs> Not this Igor. Year. <laughs> but yeah, I see your point. But yeah, exactly. Like that. You could. I mean, you've already got the guy who could technically be the host. Just bring that guy back and bring in some of the classic movie monsters on a regular basis. I think it'd, it'd do well. For those that don't know what we're talking about, because I want to wrap the Halloween Horror Night stuff here in a second, but the scare actor dining this year, the characters that you met, um, you know, there were no. We uh, met Sam as far as an IP character, but there were no other IP characters walking around. They did have a quote unquote like master of ceremonies or host for the event, which was basically like steampunk Igor, right? Am I saying that right, Paul? Yeah, it was that, Igor. That's, that's what I would call him. And I'd have to go back and rewatch the video that we shot, but it, he literally told us that he was the host of the event this year, which made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Try, you know, tie it into the rest of not uh, icon Halloween Heart Twenty Seven. <laughs> yeah, he was basically alluding to that, and I was like, "I am host." Yeah, what what is going on here? Like, why 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 is this character here? But he spent a lot of time talking. 
Yeah. He he made zero sense whatsoever. You yeah. sure he just didn't sneak in? <laughs> yeah, just some dude. He hasn't been yeah. there since. But... It's like, you know, go to Crystal Palace and have like the Winnie the Pooh lunch or, or dinner and, uh, you know, Oogie Boogie shows up or something and you're like, who? That'd be amazing. That'd be even better. <laughs> Something doesn't make sense. Wow. Here. <laughs> Talk about scoring twice, lunch and Oogie Boogie. Oh, right. man. <laughs> so moving off of Halloween Horror Nights, um, over the the last couple of weeks, um, I know Paul and myself have hit a couple of local haunts, uh, both in Florida and in other um, locations. But uh, just to go through really quick things that we were able to hit, um, and there are videos up on the cheap seats at least around uh, the stuff that I hit in, in Florida. We did the Petrified Forest in Altamont Springs. Awesome as always. They're celebrating their 10th anniversary, so they have two houses. One is kind of like an Old West type of a house, and the other one is kind of like a best of. Think of like the HHN 25 type house, um, but for your local haunt. So there was a lot of cool things that they've brought back over the years, and we've been going for pretty much like the last 10 years, so it was cool to see a lot of those um, those sets reused again or rebuilt again and the, the characters reimagined um i did the haunted brewery in jacksonville um florida which it's anheuser-busch you'd think it would be amazing because um, if you put haunted and brewery together you think this is going to be the, the craziest thing of all time um, but it was incredibly overpriced um i think it's like 30 dollars for basically the a really awful um mom and pop type haunted house it's a tent <laughs> like a pop-up tent like uh, a haunted mini golf, which was basically a couple pumpkins next to um, homemade putting greens, um, and um, paintball. We shot paintballs at static targets, so it was metal outlines of people and uh, adult tricycle races. Um, and then it was <laughs> another thirty dollars, basically, to get the ability to do um, like a—I want to say like laser tag, but it wasn't laser tag you know you're shooting zombies in the brewery which was the most amazing thing i've ever done hot wise it was like playing the game the division or something like very very dark inside and you your your tour guide or lead is almost like um you know your your commanding officer and and screaming at you like let's get down the hall let's look up this and you have to shoot the zombies multiple times. Your weapon, the, the guns that they used there were, um, when I spoke with the people afterwards, they're about $1,400 a piece. Wow. So they, they did a big investment in technology for this one event. But it tracks your kill death and assist ratios on your gun. So when you leave, <laughs> you, can, you can match up to everybody else to see um, how you perform. But the, like they had characters that were jumping out everywhere, like behind desks and stuff like that. It was like an abandoned brewery. Amazing, that part. The other part of it to get in the 30 bucks highway robbery, but um, maybe they could work on that next year and make it a little bit better. I think this was their first year. Um, I, go ahead. Were there two up. separate, two separate fees? Yeah. There's basically the, Oh wow. In, or you can buy a package ticket plus the ticketing. They had all different types of packages and it was super confusing over, you know, like, you know, what, what package do you buy that includes the laser tag type thing, uh, which was called the apocalypse also. Which is amazing, you know, when you think like, they, I, I couldn't have looked forward to anything, you know, anymore. And I thought like the whole event would be amazing, except, you know, 80% of it is not good. And the 20% that was good was just something I'll probably talk about for like, for like years. Yeah. But um, Scream Again, and we headed back to in Dade City. Uh, we didn't do the media event. So like all of these things that we're 
doing were kind of out of pocket. So when I know like people ask on our channel, like, what, you know, why did you go back to other places? Like, um, we're not going for free. So it everything costs a fortune. And when you make three bucks back on a video that it's costing you, you know, like $60 to get in the, after a while, you know, you're in the red, uh, but scream again, absolutely awesome. Again, this year, they, they changed up, um, infected. They made it a little bit more hardcore than last year. Um, when we went through, Mary was captured at one point, and uh, they zipped her up in a body bag. And you had she was waiting in the body bag until like another round of guests were thrown into like the room, and they unzipped her. Um, very, very awesome with their interactive pieces. I will say, uh, the hayride last year, Nathan and I went on that hayride. Um, not as terrifying as years past. The the zip line guy was not working at that point because no. they sustained. They sustained damage from Hurricane Irma, so they just had um, chainsaws that were following the hayride, and the Gatling gun was missing also or not working, so a couple different pieces that were out of whack there, but super awesome event if you could find a way to get there and stay over that way, because anywhere from Central Florida getting there is a nightmare, uh, but those are the places that we hit that were non-theme um, parky type based so far, and I know, Paul, you've hit a couple places yeah, a couple quick shout-outs to a couple cool places I went to. I went to Pub Dread, which is a pop-up bar in uh, D.C. area. And you can check out uh, the videos on the IOM Geek YouTube channel. And if you're watching this on YouTube or, or uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on IOMGeek.com, I'll put videos to all the videos that – or links to all the videos that Kyle's talking about and all the videos I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll put videos to the videos. Um, no, uh, so – uh, Pub Dread is a pop-up bar in D.C. They change themes every couple of months. So they've done Game of Thrones. They've done Christmas. They did Super Mario Brothers. Um, it's basically three bars next to each other. And so they had three different themes. One was kind of like a haunted forest. One was like a doll room, like a room of evil dolls. that, And the other one was like this weird sci-fi spaceman tribute to David Bowie. So not related to Halloween at all. Um, but the other two rooms are just fantastic. Um, it is like drinking inside of a Halloween Horror Nights house. All the drinks are themed. Um, not cheap. I mean, you're paying DC prices. I think every drink was 12 bucks, um, like flat fee, 12 bucks. Um, but you know, the, all the drinks, like I said, are themed. There was one called, do you want to play a game? Um, there was one called the David S pumpkins, all sorts of different cool stuff, interactive elements, hidden things really liked that. Um, and while I was up in D.C., I also went to Bennett's Curse, which is um, one of the top-rated haunted houses in the country. Uh, and uh, it, it is huge. It's basically four haunted houses. Uh, but the way it works is that they are back-to-back-to-back-to-back. So you, you walk into one door, and it just walks you through all four haunted houses. Um, it's kind of in a shady area of Baltimore. But um, I guess that adds to the scary effect, because... Uh, I, yeah, it's, you certainly feel unsafe. Um, is Ray is Ray Lewis one of the scare actors? <laughs> he might be. <laughs> um, it is just it is an an incredible house. Um, one of the best haunted houses experience I've I've ever been ha been to. Um, tons of animatronics. Uh, you know, I, just lots of larger than life animatronics. Things you have to duck under. They don't touch you, so it's not one of those haunted houses. But um, it is one of those like claustrophobic. You have to duck under something, maybe move things out of the way to get through. Uh, highly recommend that one. Hmm. Vacuum the floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to clean the house, Windex. 
So that's Kyle, cool. Any shout outs before uh, for things you're doing before uh, the Halloween season wraps up? Yeah. So uh, actually this weekend, um, it's probably one of the busiest weekends of the year because there's so much stuff going on. But um, we do have Spooky Empire in town this weekend. Um, and for those that are not in the Orlando area, that's kind of like our big horror con of the year. We get, we have a smaller version of it in April, and this is kind of the big deal. Richard Dreyfus is there. That's kind of like the lead star. Um, not not exactly who I think of when it comes to horror, but um, it, it's, it's a really awesome convention. I know that I'll be there um, at least some part of Saturday and Sunday, I think. Um, but, Nathan, are you planning on going also? Um... A wrench kind of got thrown in that because Saturday we're doing uh, both Shallow Grave and Chamber of Tears, which are in two complete different cities. So if I go to it, it's kind of one of those, do I want to pay 40, 50 bucks to go in for a couple hours when I already know what kind of merch and everything's going to be in there? Uh, if I go Sunday, I have to go to work later that day. So it's same thing. I just don't know if it's worth the cost for me to go in for a couple hours. Yep. And that's the thing, too. I, I was considering or still considering going to Shallow Grave and Chamber of Terrors, which I noted down in the, the show notes, a ship thing. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Both of those are quality haunts. Um, Shallow Grave is going away for good after this week. Um, so it's kind of like catch it before it goes away type of thing. Uh, like I Bill did... and Ted. <laughs> oh. yeah, just more passive aggressive in their postings. um i did want to try to get out to the beast of blackwood actually i ran into um sam who we've had on this show previously um last week and uh had told him like you know we we wanted a book slots and it's um you know they they have had such an incredible year this year beast of blackwood is that kind of like escape room kind of meets stranger things meets you know haunted path out in the forest um their event sold out weeks ago for their entire run. And, um, you know, it got to the point where I know when I spoke with Sam, um, they're looking at potentially trying to add additional dates or extend it beyond um, Halloween because of the, the, the demand that they've had. So they have people that are working the event that their families haven't even been able to go through and experience things because it's it's very, very limited. And when we talk about like Halloween Horror Nights where it's, conga line type of thing or even at hollow screen where they pulse things and the same thing at scream again i mean they literally take like a party of four to eight or whatever at um, beast of blackwood and have you go through with that limited amount of party per hour so um it's very very difficult to get a time so hopefully they they open up some more slots and we can get out there to enjoy that um i think the last thing haunted related um this last week their second annual release, Nathan, um, Haunted Mansion Tiki Mugs. Oh, yeah. Well, Paul and I have ours. Um, I think the one out here, they told me I was there the other night. It was Sunday night, and they said it was done for Florida. And then this morning, they went on sale on the West Coast, the green version, and they have 10000 So... If you're on the West Coast, I don't know why you'd be listening to us, but uh, <laughs> and you want one, you could probably <laughs> still get one. Uh, Florida, the Florida one was—it's the second edition, so it's the same sculpt. It's just red, and then West Coast is green. And I think last year we had, yeah, we had blue, and then West Coast had like a brown. But um, 
And these are Based. from Tra- Trader Sam's. Yeah. The Polynesian for us. So you go you go there kind of before they open. They give you a wristband. You have to uh, – it's a $30 drink mug combo, and the drink itself is pre-batched. Um, it's not the best drink there, but it gets the job done. <laughs> uh, yes. So um, – and you wait for basically like, you know – couple hours to be able to get your get your mug and that the masses did their waiting got their mugs um, and i've seen people like kind of posting that they're looking to trade with others um, from the west coast also because of the, the color variants that's exactly yeah that's what i'm doing like i got my extras and i'm getting a green one and then uh the one from last year so there you go cool. excellent all right not sure we have anything else horror related to talk to. Our goal here was to try to get through things in under an hour, so we're not putting people to sleep. Well, I got a few things to say about Ash versus Evil Dead if we have the time. <laughs> the TV show? Or we're going back you. to Horror Nights? Nah, nah I'm no. done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> All right, so I think we're gonna wrap up things. Anybody got some plugs, Paul? Uh, you know, I think I've, I've plugged enough. I, like I said, I'm going to put video links uh, for all the stuff we mentioned. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this haunt season. Uh, you know, keep it tuned as, uh, you know, to hear and we'll, we'll keep you updated on Horror Nights and other horror stuff. Nathan? It's not so much a plug as a request. If anybody goes into Target and sees the two-pack for the Shining Funko Pop figures preferably the chase one i mean they're both exclusives i guess this goes more towards target employees because they're probably the ones that are hoarding them i need one i I, I look today nathan no luck how can they get in touch with you nathan through the four huntsman twitter account that's right yeah or um or contact anybody else or you know there's always that one guy or number one fan i don't know if i should drop his name or not um He's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you see one, yeah. At Four Hauntsman. At Four Hauntsman. Drew, plugs? Nah, I'm good. So I, I don't have any plugs other than to say, again, you should check out um, Drew's uh, T Public store. Yeah, Hard Nights is over, so the shirts are useless now. Now it's time for Christmas. But, uh, I did see uh, a couple the other night while I was um, taking pictures in um springfield of clowns mm-hmm. and there was a couple wearing your um catch you later audience dude shirts yeah i've seen i've seen a couple um a couple of people this year wearing all kinds of i've seen three or four different designs that i've done and multiple people wearing them so it's pretty cool man it's like it's kind of like humbling it's pretty sick so if anyone did buy one and wore it out i, I totally appreciate it it's pretty awesome Excellent. Yeah, so and I think I'm done with still photos. It's very difficult when you're shooting videos all the time and then you're holding a camera and you're shooting stills and um, a lot of the actors and folks think that you're still shooting video and coming up to the camera. Like, I, Anyway, all the stills and an end-of-the-year wrap-up is probably going to go up on viewfromthecheapseats.net um, within the next week too, so you guys can check that out. And all of the scare actors that are looking for the photos that I took over the course of the event, they'll all be uploaded there so you guys can take them. Do with them what you want. No no uh, watermarks or anything on them, so enjoy. And on that note, Paul. We will talk to you guys next time. All right, thanks for tuning in. <laughs>
Catch you later, audience deeds. <laughs> R.I.P.